What's up, Rise Tribe? I am kicking off a four-week series called Narc Talk, where we are taking a deep dive into understanding narcissistic personality disorder. Because knowledge is power, and when you know better, you can do better. So I'm bringing awareness to this issue, and we are currently on week four of four right? So go back and catch up and listen to those previous episodes of Narc Talk. Today, I am reviewing some common terms you may come across in narc recovery spaces. We're doing five key terms associated with narcissistic abuse, and this is part two. Now, for those of you listening to me for the first time, my name is Pernella Harris. I am your host, licensed mental health provider, bringing you everyday wellness tips and mental health education. I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you receive alerts every Monday at 7 a.m. when I upload a new episode. If you like what you hear, and I think you will, do me a favor and share this out to friends and family so that we get our message out to as many people as possible. All right, before we get into today's episode, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors. Even the most confident woman can be made to feel unworthy, unlovable, and drained of her self-confidence if in an emotionally abusive or toxic relationship. Most women who attract narcissists or toxic partners do so because of poor boundaries, where there is an imbalance of reciprocity. Many of us tend to naturally be empathic and giving comes easy. So we tend to attract individuals who may take more than they give. And this is why the Boundary Builders Workshop is so powerful and so important and such a passion project for me. We have six weeks that we're going to be teaching you how to build boundaries, how to attract healthy love into your life. And by doing so, setting up healthy boundaries. Week one, we're going to be introducing boundaries and self-care. Week two, we're going to be going over our own shame-based thinking. And week three, we're talking all about toxic relationships and common strategies toxic people use to get us to forsake our boundaries. And in week four, we're teaching you how to set up boundaries Week five, we're teaching you how to respond rather than react to people who violate your boundaries. And in week six, we teach you another strategy, how to exit with grace. Listen, this is a very impactful and effective six-week workshops. There's six live virtual sessions where we meet together as a group to discuss this. What you get when you sign up for the Boundary Builders workshop is you get all session replays. You also get your Boundary Builders workbook. You also get a free Boundary Builders t-shirt and you get a $20 discount off of our inaugural Power of She workshop, which you'll get more information on in the coming weeks. But Listen, we have to teach people how to treat us. And the Boundary Builders Workshop does exactly that. It's going to teach you how to teach people 
how to treat you. So to go ahead and sign up, you can sign up from our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. If you follow us on Instagram, you can go into the link in our bio and select Boundary Built Hers. I am also going to add the link into the show notes of this episode. So there are more than one way to connect with us. I hope to see you on the other side. Okay, so just as a recap from our previous weeks, we're talking about narcissistic personality disorder. And for those of you who are not familiar with the term, it is a mental health condition that causes someone to rely on others for praise, admiration, and self-esteem. These individuals typically involve themselves in one-sided relationships that are toxic, self-absorbed, and they lack empathy, which can be very detrimental to the person involved in the relationship. So we are digging into some key terms that you will come across in narc abuse recovery spaces. So before we get into that, I definitely want to remind you that if you or a loved one is dealing with someone who is emotionally abusive, physically abusive, someone who you may think fits the bill of narcissistic personality disorder that I know will help. One is educate yourself. Two, join a support group for narc abuse survivors. That's going to be really helpful because individuals who have survived narcissism or narcissistic abuse typically have a different awareness than someone who has never dealt with an emotionally abusive and manipulative partner. So get into a support group that is specializing in narc abuse survivors is going to be very helpful. Number three is get a mental health therapist, one that is skilled and trained in narcissistic abuse. And number four is get a support system that you trust. So lean on your support system. Okay. Okay. We're going to get into five key terms that are important to understand when you are researching and educating yourself about narcissistic abuse recovery. You're going to hear these terms thrown around a lot in support groups, maybe by your therapist. And it's very helpful to know what it is each of these terms mean so that you can continue down your healing journey. So I want you to conceptualize this one thing. Emotional manipulators are really skillful at getting you to lower your boundaries so that they can get you to behave in a way that is pleasing to them. So a lot of these terms are going to talk about how they do that. It's going to give you some insight into their strategies. And there's also a technique in here in these terms that will actually be very beneficial if you gain more information about how to use this technique. All right, so let's get into our key terms and then take it from there. Okay, so I'm starting with our numbers six because I went through in part one, one through five. So I'm continuing where I left off there in part two, 
this is part two, and we're going to go from six to 10. Now, these are just some terms that I pulled, but there are way more terms than this. So I encourage you seek out information. YouTube is pretty good. You can also Google and you can link up with a mental health provider and they can give you some additional resources. There's some really good books out there on narc abuse. So definitely education, education, education. Okay, so number six, reactive abuse. Number seven is going to be gray rocking. Number eight is parent alienation. Number nine is triangulation. Number 10 is flying monkeys. Now I'm going to get into each one of these, but I just want you to have an awareness as to what I'm going over and the order that I'm going to go over it in. All right, so let's deal with the first one. Number six, what is reactive abuse? Reactive abuse occurs when the victim reacts to the abuse they are experiencing from the abuser. The victim may scream, insult, or even lash out physically toward the abuser, the narcissist. The abuser then retaliates and uses this reaction to their advantage by telling the victim that they are, in fact, the narcissist or the abuser. It gives the abuser an opportunity to victimize themselves and use it against their victims in a smear campaign, right? So what does this look like in real life? Let's give it some context, right? So the narcissist is going to use your reaction to their abuse against you. So an example of this may be the narcissist provoking you, the victim, by calling you names, insulting you. And then when you finally had enough, you start yelling back, you start calling them names back and giving them a taste of their own medicine. They then pull out a video or, or their phone to record you. And all people can see is you foaming at the mouth, you calling them names, and then the narcissist is able to tarnish your reputation Send this video out to as many people get, you know, posted on the internet and get all kinds of sympathy and, and narcissistic supply. And it's really reactive abuse. And they maintain their composure. They maintain their cool while putting your breakdown on display. Okay. Number seven is gray rocking. Now, this is the preferred strategy that I teach and that is taught when we have individuals who are currently in a narcissistic relationship who somehow cannot go no contact. Maybe there's children involved. Maybe they share a property. Maybe the divorce isn't final. But, you know, this type of strategy and technique is very helpful. And essentially what happens is you do exactly what the title entail, gray rocking. So a gray rock, right? When you look at a gray rock, a gray rock does nothing. It just sits there. There's no emotional affect. You can't, you know, see facial expressions. So it's really teaching the victim to learn how to master their emotions, how to not become emotionally involved with the narcissist. So if you have to communicate with the narcissist, and you can't go no contact, then you have to be like a gray rock, non-reactionary. You have to be able to provide short, concise communication, void of emotion. So it looks more like a 
transaction than an actual conversation. And this is done intentionally so that the victim isn't further gaslit, projected, manipulated emotionally, but because of the lack of emotion and control uh, that you have to do when you're expressing this type of uh, technique, it's very hard for the narcissist to pull you in because of the void of emotion and because of the rapid and concise communication. All right. So that's great rocking. Number eight is parent alienation. This occurs when there's children involved. All right. This is the process of psychological manipulation of a child by a parent to show fear, disrespect or hostility toward the other parent. So the children are used as pawns by the narcissist to get back at their ex and show power and dominance and control over the situation. And this occurs when the narcissist parent or toxic individual talks negatively about the other parent in the presence of the child. I've also seen this happen when the narc makes the child feel guilty about enjoying their time with the other parent. I really feel bad when you leave me. Also, you know, making them feel guilty about going on their visits. You know, I'm here all by myself and you guys are over there happy. And I'm the one that was displaced from my home and, you know, things of that nature. So really putting that child in a position to one, emotionally caretake the narcissist, but also vilifying the other parent as you're the reason our family is broken. You're the reason that my parent is sad and it creates a divide and conquer scenario with the children. And it's very difficult. Parent alienation is very, very difficult to go through as the other parent whose child is being alienated from them. Uh, It's very painful uh, to go through. I definitely encourage you to work alongside a seasoned therapist who is seasoned in dealing with parent alienation and what to do when that happens. Number nine is triangulation. Now triangulation is a form of emotional manipulation is described as a person who uses another individual to divide and conquer the victim. The narcissist may use threats, exclusion, or manipulation to get two people to be at odds with one another, right? It involves the use of indirect communication often behind someone's back. So what this looks like, give you a few examples, is this might look like when you're first in a relationship with a narcissist, they talk badly about their ex. Oh my gosh, she was the worst. He was the worst. Uh, they did X, Y, and Z. And you're so much better than them. And I like this. I like you because you do this, this, and this. So it puts the new supply on a pedestal. However, when the new supply gets into that devalue phase and the phases were covered in part one, so go back and listen to those. But when the new supply gets into that devalue stage, now the roles are switched. Well, you don't do this. My ex used to do this and you're not woman enough. You're not man enough. A real man would do such and such. And now it puts you in competition with other people. And so that's what triangulation is. Think of a triangle. There's like three different sides to it. Um, Another example, I recall one situation where 
the woman's ex, narcissistic ex, was planning a party for the child and did not consult with her or the child. This was, you know, kept the children and the parent out of the loop, but confided in the mother's friend. And that's triangulation because you know the information is going to get back to the original person. It was meant to harm. So you excluded this person from, you know, the planning, the process, the information. And you know that by going around and through the side door, that this information, this communication is going to get back and cause uh, chaos. And it, it eventually did, you know, it caused friction in the friendship, which played into the hands of the narcissist. So it is about dividing and conquering. It is about creating chaos and havoc in relationships, making sure that the victim is isolated, making sure that they don't have solid friendships, that the children are not in agreement or alliance with their, their parents. So it's really difficult when you have triangulation. But these are all emotionally manipulative tactics that narcissists tend to use. All right. The last term that I have is flying monkeys. Now, if you've ever watched The Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch of the East would put a spell on the monkeys and the monkeys would fly and do the bidding of the Wicked Witch of the East. And so this is where this term comes from. Flying monkeys are exactly that. It's friends, families that the narcissist has recruited to do the bidding against the victim. So this is a common narcissistic tactic. Uses friends and families of the victims to spy on the victim, spread gossip about the victim while painting the narcissist as, you know, the wounded individual in the relationship and the target as the perpetrator. Flying monkeys can be your friends, the, the friends of the victims, you know, family, co-workers, or it could be the narcissist friends, families or co-workers that they've had before you were in a relationship with them. All right. To maintain the illusion of the power they have over you, the narcissist will employ the use of third parties through which they will attempt to control and manipulate you. So if you have all these people creating, you know, a difficult time ruining your reputation, it is a way to cause you pain, hurt, and makes you vulnerable and susceptible to being controlled. An example of this might look like, let's say you block the narcissist on social media, right? They can then begin and um, set up the use of a family member's account to spy on you. Maybe they get their family member's um, account and password and spy on you that way, or they get you know, friends to tell them, what are you posting? Sending them your post or, you know, if you post anything, you know, the family member is screen recording and sending it over there. Or maybe they have lunch with a mutual friend asking questions or even asking the kids seemingly innocent questions to gain insight into your life. Okay. So that is uh, flying monkeys. Now, if you'd like me to do more content like this, Simply review this episode or any of the other previous episodes that you thoroughly enjoyed and we'll get more content on about how narcissistic abuse is so invasive. All right. And what you could do about it. My mission is to spread awareness and to help individuals who are in a rough moment of their lives rise above. 
You know, knowledge is power. And when you know better, you do better. I believe that everything we go through in life can be used for our greater good. No one should be abused or taken advantage of, but we can transform these negative experiences in our lives into something that we can learn and grow from, right? So I'm actually doing just that. I'm hosting a workshop called Boundary Build Hers. It's a six-week live virtual workshop for women who have survived emotionally abusive relationships. When you sign up, you get a t-shirt, a workbook, and you get to work with me directly on building boundaries and learning how to attract healthy love into your life. To sign up, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes. If you follow me on Instagram, you can click the link in our bio, Boundary Build Hers, or visit the website and go to Boundary Build Hers Workshop. I hope to see you on the other side. Until then, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.